Welcome back to the Missoula Podcast. I'm Brandon Smith in studio by myself today. Unfortunately, Stephen Resett is out, not feeling well, uh, but we want to continue to deliver great episodes, great conversations from here in our community to you. So I'm on my own this morning, and uh, what a wild weekend it's been. Kind of a, a blur from the snow and the Grizz game and the cold and the wet, the downpour. Uh, a lot of community events this last weekend feels like seasons have changed and it is now Christmas time in Missoula. I was heading to the Grizz game myself uh, Saturday evening. And as we crossed Higgins Street Bridge, traffic was backed up for the parade of lights, the lighting of the Christmas tree, which can I just say that I don't think that was really a parade. What was going on down there? It was more of a park your float on the sidewalk and have people walk by. It was like a reverse parade. I'm not sure what happened to the traditional parade of lights, but in my opinion, it was not a parade. But anyway, traffic was backed up, made it difficult to find parking, get to the Grizz game on time, and then the Grizz came out and another dominant win, which was awesome. And then it was just almost a, a snowpocalypse. Reminded me of that game several years ago where we played App State and the, the snow was dumping. Uh, it was just just a wild scene here in Missoula this weekend. And then even this morning, the roads are covered in snow and ice and traffic backed up. And it is officially winter here in the Garden City. Uh, but with that, today's guest on the Missoula podcast, he himself um, was born and raised in Ghana, West Africa. Never saw snow until he was a senior in high school when he came to Missoula, Montana. He is arguably the most well-known person in Missoula. He is the founder of 406 AM Crew. My good friend, an amazing story. Tune in and listen to Missoula's own Gabe. Gabe. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited. Did you get your workout in this morning? Got a second one in just right now. Uh, yeah, really? I got two in. Yes, I got one in around 4.30. Then I'll get another one in the afternoons. 4.30 this morning? 4.30. I get to the gym at 4. I wake up at 4.06. That's the only alarm on my phone is 4.06. 4.06. Always representing the, the 4.06 yeah, a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crew. So this is what, this is, I'll show you what it looks like actually. This is my alarm clock. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's the only alarm I, I got on my phone. And do you set the alarm every day, seven every days day, a week? You're every day, six. Five strictly five days a week. Okay. Uh, weekends, kind of stay in bed a little bit. Um, hang with the family. Weekends out for the family. What time do you go to bed? Nine. Eight forty-five. Nine. I'm going to bed. You're ready. I'm ready for, for bed. Kids go to bed around eight. Then right after that, just chill with the wifey, clean up. I can't have a mess in the kitchen if I go to bed. Really? I just can't. So that's, I have to make sure it's clean. If I go that's to bed. your thing or that's, that's your wife's that's thing? That's my thing. Your thing. And that's a, my thing. Is it a discipline or is it it's like a it drives you nuts? It drives me nuts both. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the kitchen's got to be clean if I go to bed. That's amazing. So stay up, clean up, put kids to bed, and just watch a show with wifey. Yeah. Just yeah. whatever. How many you hours know? a day are you in the gym? Recently, 15 hours. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little breaks here and there. Um, but, dude, it doesn't really feel like 15 hours. I yeah. just, I just, I'm there. You know, um, I love what I do so much. It doesn't feel like 15 hours. Sure. It just doesn't. Uh, and I coach in between. So 
the times I'll go coach and come back or go run an errand and come back. And those breaks in between, I mean, helped me keep going. How, how did you develop the discipline that you have now? Was that natural when you were growing up or is this something that you had to learn into? Yeah, both. Um, I actually went to all boys boarding school back in Ghana. This was 20 years ago now. Um, so that was one of the reasons I ended up in Missoula. I did a high school exchange program through my boarding school. And boarding school back home, it's different from boarding school in the U.S., right? Boarding school in the U.S. is we send the trouble kids to boarding school, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I didn't know that, so I moved here, and everyone's like, oh, that's boarding school. <laughs> so like, you were a troublemaker. Yeah, I was like, no, that's like the total opposite where I'm from. <laughs> um, boarding school is it's a high school. It's a, it's a discipline. It's... You want to grow up. Uh, they also have the better education out of all. The, there is a day school and there's boarding schools. So it was just a thing we did. Um, and just all dudes. So you get up you get up early, say five, you do chores. So the discipline started with that. You have to fix your bed every morning before you go to school. Mm. So you get up, you do chores, you clean the halls, you shower, you iron your clothes, you go to school. You go to breakfast, then you go to school. And after you get out of school, it's like a boot camp. Yeah. You get out of school, you do more chores, you do homework, huh. then you go to bed. Sounds a lot like the American school system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's how you ended up in the U.S. That's how I ended school. up in the school. Yeah. Okay. So the high school I went to had, there was an agency that came through and they're like, hey, we can send kids to America. U.S. is called America back home um, mm-hmm. for, I mean, for a big, for big money. You know, like you can come here and study for a year, get the experience, get the exchange program. Then, I mean, you're on your own after that. So it's a great opportunity to get out of Ghana because there's not much opportunity where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And it just isn't. You can't work. You only go to school. You feed off your parents. Like you just, you're just a kid at every age, pretty much. So yeah, it was a great opportunity just to get out. And every single kid will want to get out of Ghana hmm. just to come live the American dream. Do a lot of them thrive when they come here or do they get in trouble? Is it no, probably a lot mixed? of them thrive. Um, I mean, it's is it because got, of the disciplines that no, you have when, when you get here. You, you also know, no, I think that too, but it's, it's better than anything we have back home. Sure. So you probably be the dumbest person not to work yourself to thrive. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was extremely hard when I got here because uh, every single thing is different. Like nothing is the same. Yeah, doesn't say culture shock. Oh, had to be to the max. Yeah, like everything's the same. You know, um, it helped. I played soccer in high school, so that helped that transition a little bit because soccer started before school started. I got here in August. Mm. School started in September, so I got to know a couple of those dudes a little bit. Um, but I remember this story. My host mom dropped me off my school, and I turned around and I look back, and she's bawling her eyes out. And after I got down my program, she told me. After I dropped you off, I didn't know how you were going to do it because barely spoke English. I could get by, but I just like every single thing's different. I hated wearing coats. Mm. I didn't know how to wear pants, not shorts. Like it was, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, even this one's good, like hot water. When I turn on the faucet and it was hot and cold, I thought it was crazy because where I'm from, we don't have hot water. Wow. You just boil water to, to dump it out and shower. You shower out of a bucket, you know? So all that. Do you still think about that often? Is it still when oh, you go to the sink? It's yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time. Wow. Like all the time, you know, and 
they always say you you know find it's maybe it's easier for me to find my gratitude because I know how good I have it. You know, I go back home and everyone thinks you're a celebrity. Mm. You know, like so you always hear people talk, wake up, find your gratitude. You know, if you know how lucky you are, I feel like everything else falls in place. Because huh? you're not walking around like you deserve everything, you know. Where where you're how many I've First off, you left your parents in Ghana when you came over here. Were they excited for you? Were oh, they yeah. sad? Okay. No. Yeah, that's the thing. They are super excited for you because they know a lot of doors, so to speak, are going to open. Or mm-hmm. there's more opportunities here than we have there. Not mm-hmm. just because you move here, you're going to have it. But yeah, you got you have a chance. You have a chance. How often do you go back to Ghana? Um. So when I got here at first, I couldn't go back. Well, I won't say I couldn't go back. I could have went back, but it would be impossible to come back. Okay. Um, lucky for I'm gonna bounce around a little yep, bit. But um, when you do the exchange program, you're here for a year. You, you're you're on a one year visa. After that, you have to go back home, renew your visa if you want to come back and study. Mm. Lucky for me, I applied for college before I left. I went to Big Sky High School, 2004. Uh, graduated '05. I got a diploma from high school. I shouldn't have got one because I was only here for a year. <laughs> but they gave me one. I'm sick. Again, the American, <laughs> yeah. the American school system. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, I took it to the embassy when I got my acceptance letter from the U, um, from UM and all that. So I took it to the embassy. Hey, I'm accepted. Like, I have to come back for school. That entices a little. It's that sounds more inviting than you just showing up to the embassy to get a visa to come here. It's nearly impossible to come to the U.S. Mm. without a very very good reason, and most of the time you probably won't get it mm-hmm. um so it took a while after a month and a half i finally got a call I'm like hey your visa is ready so i got a four-year visa to come to college mm. so that's how i was able to come back i got back a month late school was already in session but you know transitioned my way right through it um yeah i got back moved here with one pair of suitcase one pair of shoe um and that's all i had and i, I lived it i mm. i got here <laughs> I actually thought I was going to New York before all this, <laughs> right? I never heard of Missoula, Montana. I didn't even know this place existed. So we got to New York and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm here. And like, I'm about to leave. And they're like, no, 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 no. You got two more flights to go. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, you're going to Missoula, Montana. You got to go to Salt Lake. Then you got to, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... We actually missed our connection because I thought I was there. So I was ready to take off. I'm like, peace. You know? <laughs> I missed that connection. They're like, you're going to hop on the next flight. So that was the first time I've ever flown. I've been in a plane. So I didn't know what to do. I walked around the entire airport because I was scared I was going to miss my flight. So I did not sleep down. I'm just like pacing at my gate. Just like, why is nobody here? Like, you know. Then the morning showed up, people started coming in. Then we just flew, and all of a sudden I see mountains and mountains. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this is not New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we fly over land. Um, to make things worse, my host parents, my host mom, Kathy and Jerry, shout out to those people. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they live up O'Brien Creek, which is, you know, O'Brien Creek, mm-hmm. and they live a mile up. Yeah, I mean, when it snows, you can get up there. I get a truck and I can't even get up there. Um, but so we start driving and driving and driving and driving. And 
all the way out there. And I'm like, this is where I died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all the way out. Then we, we finally got to the house and my bedroom was in the basement. The basement is always cold. I'm not used to the cold. So the matter, I called my mom and said, this is not okay. Like, this, there's a mistake. This is not New York. I'm here. I'm in the basement. It's cold. And yeah, she's like, dude, you know this is still better than anything we got here. Mm. You know, that was mm. all she told me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know? And I had $4,000 in my pocket for tuition, which my dad gave me. And that's a bunch of money where I'm from. I mean, stupid money. And I got to school and it was $21,000. I thought I had tuition. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you might have to send more money. And he's like, don't have it. But um, later he sent me two more grand. And that's still not enough. And I'm like, ever, I, right after I received that two grand, I was like, don't ever send me anything ever again. I'll figure it out. So I just got a job. My first job was in the um, food zoo. Yeah. Yeah, cleaning dishes. I got a picture. Keisha just sent me a picture. I don't know how she found it, that girl. <laughs> um, I got a hairnet, you know, and just washing away, you know, like and, and I think it was like 425 or something. And I thought I was killing it. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is awesome. You can make money here. Where I'm from, you can't make money as a kid. I mean, it's just it's just a whole thing. So I just developed that mindset, like, I have to make it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't stop. Um, I hear, you hear these stories all the time, how people get deported from the U.S. or from, and it's a real thing. Like if, if I didn't hold up my end of the bargain, like going to school, I could have gotten deported. So I will always wake up. Like I had nightmares for years about getting deported. And when you're getting deported, they pick you up and just take you as you are. So I will always wake up in the middle of the night just thinking about that shit all the time, all the time. And I'm like, there's no way I'm not going to make this work. Like, mm. I got to do everything I got to do mm. to make it. Is that a fear that you still carry with you today or have you overcome? I've, yeah, thankfully, um, I've been a citizen as of eight years ago. Awesome. Um, yeah. So ever since I became a citizen, that fear went away. Okay. And to circle back to your question, how often I, do I go to Ghana? I went to Ghana after I became a citizen because I was not risking going back to Ghana and not being able to come back. Mm. So I waited till I became a citizen or a resident. I actually became a resident because I found a girl along the, along the way. Um, I actually met Keisha in high school. Um, didn't date to college. Then got married five years later. Um, dating through college mm. and i'm like man i shouldn't have married you a long time ago <laughs> yeah, no yeah why that with five years yeah. you know how easy my life would have been <laughs> um but yeah so after we got married you do you go through that whole paperwork mm-hmm. um that, that the whole interview stuff exists you have to go sit down and like the proposal the yeah the pretty proposal? much yes it. it's not like that but you go to helena i mean i could drive i could close my eyes and drive to helena because i did it so many times because mm-hmm. of immigration stuff yeah and like you sit there and they interview you but kisha and i've been together so long i mean she had pictures and pictures and evidence that we're actually together yeah so the, our interview was cake i mean the lady looked at her she's like oh yeah i mean you guys are mm-hmm. you, you, we got nothing to worry about 
But yeah, you go through. So you weren't paying Keisha. No, I know, dad, right? Dad send money. Yeah, I Keisha. didn't have the money. She was like, she thought I was rich because she thought she saw four thousand dollars. I actually went bowling with her, <laughs> <laughs> and we go up there to go pay, and I rip out cash. I'm like, it was like two bucks. I didn't know what two dollars was, so I'm like, here. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Like, I don't know, just paying because back home you carry cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was nothing. Um and she's like, You do not carry cash. So the next day I went to the um international office and the director was also freaked out. I'm like, why is everyone freaking out? It's just money. She's like, You need to go put that in the bank right now and all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's how it is. Yeah, get a debit card and the whole the whole night yard. Yeah. Um and so I was I always joke about how she thought I was rich. She had no idea. <laughs> this dude got zero dollars, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so I I wanted to make sure I was secure here before I went back to Ghana. So yeah. I waited six years before I went back during college, and that was probably the hardest thing I ever did. Like this, not seeing your family. Oh man! Um, back then, you could hardly talk to your parents because you didn't. There was no FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It was a calling card, and this I will never forget. I mean, you dial probably. 35 numbers to get through. And if you mess up, you got to start over. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it's a flip phone. It's one of those, and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. dial forever. And you always, up. so you got to do it again. Yeah. And you're talking and it starts beeping at you. Like you, you run out of minutes, you run out of minutes and you don't have any more. And then that's it. Yeah. Home station cuts. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. there was no FaceTime. So that, that was tough. Um, then I was able to go home after I took Keisha with me after we got married. Um, she met my family. Uh, we actually got married again in Ghana. So prior to over the wedding um, on the beach over there, and we got married and did the whole thing there again. That was yeah. big. But Probably culture shock for her. Yeah. Now going back yeah, 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 yeah. It was, she loved it. I mean, this girl cried on her way back. She didn't want to leave Ghana. Mm. Yeah, it was, it, it was cool. Uh, so I'm glad I was able to do that with her still. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's how this whole beginning thing started. Yeah. Um, just, just grinding. And that's, that's why I get the work ethic, man. Just like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, Uh, so then, you know, you, you are well known in Missoula as the, the 406 AM crew founder. Um, let's talk through that story. It, it, if I recall, it started with you just working out in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started with me working out in the morning. A um, couple guys joined me. A couple girls joined me. Um, created a shirt. That's a 6 a.m. crew. That's really early, 6 a.m. I mean, you get up at 4.06. Yeah, but- yeah, 6 is easy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, I'll get to the gym, take a picture of the clock in there. Um, I'll post that time and I'll post some, something inspirational on the bottom. Some, something to get you moving a little bit. Um, and I got s- positive reaction from it. You know, the people always text me, oh, this is so cool. Thank you for doing this. I'm like, oh, okay. So this actually helped one person. Maybe I'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling myself, oh, it was, I can't remember who DM me that day, but all right, that's super cool. Cause I didn't even know what I was doing. Then the next day I just kept it going. And every day I get there, I'll take a picture. Every day I'll get that, take a picture. <laughs> then um created the shirt. It was hashtag 6 a.m. crew. Um, then shout out to my guy X again uh, on the track team. He bought two shirts, one black, one white. I remember. And I got it printed. He lived in University District and I just delivered it to him. I sold it for him for 15 bucks a piece, something like that. 
and he was so pumped. And I'm like, this is actually cool. And I see him wearing it on campus. And so from then on, I just created more shirts and um, started the Instagram. I mean, I didn't start my Instagram until down the line. My buddy said, dude, you should start an Instagram account um, where you just post four or six stuff, not from your personal. Because I was posting, I was doing the picture from my personal Instagram. Um, so I created a 406 Instagram account and just started posting the times I got there and a little bit of workout. Then it just it just kept going. And as it got known a little bit, I was like, I want to incorporate Missoula because this place has changed my life. Mm-hmm. So I just added, I woke up one day and I texted Russ McMoney, my homie. And I was like, dude, what do you think about adding 40? And she, he's like, dude, that's actually smart. So I added 40 to it and just created more shirts and kept it going. Um, and this is the crazy part because every time I get to the gym, people join me for workouts and it just kept going and it just kept going. And all of a sudden I had a, a bunch of people all the time just following me working out. I'll just get that, get set up and we just hit all the station. Um, I did that for six years straight. Didn't charge anybody a dime. I didn't charge anybody a dime. I did. I just started getting paid to work out three years ago. Wow. Yeah. I just started getting paid for it. Um, I just loved it so much. You just like see the joy people have just working out with you. And that's all I want. I just want to just come work out. And yeah, it just kept growing. Um, this is actually a good story because we're at the university rec, university gym. Um, and there was a guy working out. I mean, like he's always benching or whatever. And you know me, I, I just like want to talk to everybody in the gym. So I said, hi. And I was like, put some weight on there. You know, like tease him a little bit and come to find out it was a university president. I didn't know. I didn't know it was, it was Seth. No idea. Um, so after I said that and I was leaving one of the retired alumni, they also work on the mornings, the 60s, 70s. And he's like, Oh, was that a president you were talking to? I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. No, it was a president, you know. Um, So him and I actually developed a relationship. Mm. Um, I'll always spot him. I'll have him spot me. I have him on Instagram, spotting me and work out. Um, And I mean, now now we actually have a relationship. I talked to him. Um, He was one of the guys I was talking to at a game, um, at the Grizz game. Um, I work out with his, I train his kid now. But it was... I, that's something I just wanted to just break that stereotype from fitness because just because you're the biggest guy in the gym doesn't mean you can be friendly or make mm-hmm. people feel good about themselves or talk to people. So, you know, um, so I just wanted to break that. And you never know who you run into or who you talk to or who, whose day you can make just being kind and just open and just saying hi. Um, so that was, that was, that was cool. That story I always tell was like, it was cool to just just do that. So you're doing a lot of coaching and training now. Yeah. I mean, you're in the gym 15 hours a day. You're coaching all ages. Yes. All. I coach my son's U19, um, Missoula Surf. Um, then also help with the Grizz soccer program. Um, Congrats on a great season. Yes, it was amazing. I know it didn't end the way you guys wanted. but It didn't. But, man, these ladies, this coaching staff, I mean, this team was something else, man. It was it's so fun being around good people. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. This team is close. Every single person is super dope. 
um, it's easy to be there. Like it, it really, it really is. The, the coaching staff is awesome. Chris has put together this amazing coaching staff. I mean, the trainers, everybody, everyone's super close. Um, we're actually going to dinner tonight with all the um, coaches. But um, yeah, it's fun being around around those ladies. Um, they they just you know they're excited to see coaches. They're excited to be there. Yeah, you literally have to force them to leave the soccer field because they just can't have enough. That's what you and want. that's what you want. Yeah, you know that's how that's how I treat the gym. You know, I get lately I've gotten the most positive feedback from parents how kids can't wait to come work out. They call it game day. Is it game day? You know, like, and these are third, fourth graders all we the way. Should, we should get shirts made. Hashtag game day. Game yeah. Day. <laughs> just our game day. Yeah. Start seriously. Instagram account yeah, called game day. Seriously. They just like can't wait to get there and work out. Mm. You know, and my youngest client is my young, uh, my second born, Rome. He's five years old. And my oldest is 83. Whoa. Yeah. I train everybody. I'm like, dude, if I'm going to do this, I want to be good at training everybody. Yeah. And you're on, you're on staff at the peak now. Yeah. As a trainer. I am a trainer at the peak. Um, peak has been super gracious for me to allow my, allow me to take my brand over there. Cause it's kind of unheard of to create a fitness brand and take it to someone else's gym. Yeah. Um, but yes, we've developed a really, really good relationship where I just bring people in man. people just come work out there. And they've been good about creating an avenue where I can be me, mm-hmm. you know, I just I show up at 4.30, I got my own key, I open the gate, I just walk in and just start training, you know, so it's it's been a really, really good partnership. Yeah, they, they've they been amazing over there. Before we get into more of his story, should we yeah. do the burning five? Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Well, you, you spoke a little bit to this, but what was your first memory coming to Missoula? Oh, first memory. I think seeing the mountains, um, just the flyover, that's the first thing I saw. And I'm like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Most people say the opposite. They're like, oh, the mountains no, are beautiful. No, I was like, not no. used to it. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know this, there was mountains like this. Um, that was yeah, that, that was it. it. Then I guess meeting my host parents, you know, that was that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, then then just everything else, you know, as I got used to it, I was like, people were, I mean, I think people drew, drew me back to coming to Missoula because I was probably one of the, one of 10 black dudes in Missoula when I got here. Sure. Everywhere you went, everyone looked at you. I mean, I mean, everybody turned, everybody turned. But people were so nice, so nice. Mm. You know, everybody wanted help if I needed help, you know. Um, this one's a good one. My first class I went to in high school, it was some computer class. And I got there, I can't remember my teacher's name, but she's like, what's your name? I was like, Gabriel, answer. And she's like, can I call you Gabe? And I was like, why would you call me Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Gabriel. And she's like, oh, people, people, go by, people go by short names here. So if you want, we can call you Gabe. I was like, all right, Gabe it is. <laughs> you know, and that's how this whole Gabe thing started. Um, and she taught us for an or 15 minutes and after the lecture i'm like dude i have no idea what you said i could not understand a word she said so i actually went to her and she's like oh i am so sorry and she sat me down and just talked through the whole thing hmm. and i'm like man this is like the coolest thing i've ever 
anyone's ever done for me. Like, because back home, teachers are not, I won't say, teachers are not that patient. Um, I couldn't walk up to a teacher and say, can you explain your whole lecture to me again? Um, this one's, yeah, this one, this one's a touchy subject because Keisha actually just found this out when we did a um, magazine with the Missoula, shooting blank on this one, but there's a Missoula Valley, Missoula Valley magazine. Yes, yeah. I went through Ali. Shout out to Ali, um, dance team coach for the UN. Um, but yeah, she put us on and she did a whole story. And as I was telling Keisha this and she was writing it down, she's like, wait, what? So I was, I, I'm originally a lefty play sports left, everything's left. But back home, for whatever reason, it wasn't okay to write left. So you get beat to switch. Mm. So I got beat first, second, third grade to switch to right. Um, so I've always hated school. I always associated school with getting beat. Mm. I mean, you get there and you're getting spanked on the hand all the time, not to use it. So I started using that. I mean, vice versa, I started using this. So now I write right. I don't write left. I haven't written left ever since fourth grade or when I got switched. Um, so I'm telling her this story now without even thinking that she didn't know. And I'm looking at her. She's bawling her eyes out. I said, why are you crying? She's like, you never told me this stuff. As of maybe three years ago, I learned to share my story because life has been so good to me here. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. You know, I'm not saying this for people to feel sorry. I'm the last person you should feel sorry for because I won't say I got to figure it out, but, you know, I built that mental, I won't say mental strength in a way where not, nothing can touch my peace of mind. Nothing can touch my mind. I don't, you, there's nothing you can say to me that will take me off my course. Like you just can't. Um, and Hate to share my story, as I said, because yeah, that's I always felt like, oh, they're gonna feel sorry for me and want to do this or want to do that. But like as time goes on, once I do, no, you should actually share because it actually inspires people and it can help someone. So um, it took me a long time to do interviews, to do podcasts. When I got hired on with the grades, Joel, the guy who writes articles, he's amazing at getting stuff out of you. Um, Joe is awesome. I mean, he he just stares at you. Not much expression. Like, like, dude, I always talk, I talk crazy. It looks like you're staring at your soul. And he'll ask me a question and I just keep talking and he just keeps staring. I'm like, okay, here you go. I'll just keep going. <laughs> I said so much stuff to him. I've never said to anybody. Well, you know? <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm motivated already. Um, dude, thank you for opening up and yeah. uh, sharing that with us um yeah i guess rapid fire questions aren't so rapid after all <laughs> that was that was so sorry deep. yeah yeah that i know you wanted incredible. some rapid no, thank you um no, that and I, that's incredible I, yeah i like i'm not your i don't know i would like like if you if before this if you guys send me questions about hey this is what we're going to talk about i'll be like oh let's just freestyle yeah yeah because that's how you get more out of people Absolutely. you know like yeah. i don't have do, you ever had a bad day like guys as long as I've known That's you, a like good you question. are always yeah, 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 up, yeah. happy, encouraging everyone else. Yeah, um, I mean, I, said, I admire that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, there is, but I don't know. I just feel like 
I don't have time to sit there and feel sorry for myself or have a bad day. Yeah. I just just got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good things in my life. It's tough for me to have a bad day. Yeah. I think about my boys. I think about my kids. I think about my wife. Yeah. I think about the community. I think about people. Dude, I meet the best people in Missoula through mm-hmm. 406. Everybody I train, like I want to hang out with. Yeah. And people can't say that. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't wait to get up in the morning to hop in my truck, play music loud, and drive to the gym. <laughs> I do that every single day. That's awesome. You know, that that f- time from 406 in the morning to about 535. I mean, that's my me time. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I'm alone. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, do, it's a, it's a do really you good get overwhelmed now. with all the relationships that you have and keeping those up and trying to support a family and a business? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. Um, lately, it's been my phone. My phone's a lot for me because my schedule's on there. My work is on there. Everybody finds me through social media. Most people I have found me through social media. And I can't respond fast enough to people. And I always told them, I always want to get back to people. You know, so that's one of the challenges I'm kind of dealing with. Like, I mean, if you text me in the gym, I'll see if I can get back to you right away. So I've, lately, I've been kind of like, when I'm done, I'll sit there for 30 minutes and just go through and just try to respond to yeah. everybody, you know. And I miss people. I mean, yeah. it just, it just, but um, I do have a hard time. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a blessing. So I won't say I have a hard time with it, but I mean, just at the Grizz game, there was a lady sitting behind us. And after halftime, we had a bunch of people come say hi. And I was just talking to people. And she taps me on the shoulder and she's like, so who are you? And I'm like, <laughs> why is everyone here to see you? You know, like, dude, I am just a trainer. I mean, I'm nobody, you know. Um, and at one point, I even texted um, I told Keisha this. I was like, Ali, Ali, dance team coach, came and said hi. I just gave her a hug and just onto the next, didn't even say a word to her. I'm like, stuff like that. Like, I felt bad because I didn't even say a word to her. Um, she works out with me, she's a great, great girl. Um, but yeah, it does get overwhelmed. I mean, at the Grizz game, football game, we went out halftime, we came back to the game, it was fourth quarter, because we just happened to run into yeah. people. You go to a Grizz game and you watch this guy, it's not like all the people you think people will be running to see, they're all coming to him. Like I'm watching like Mac Anderson's home and Mac's running over to you and like just watching him. Just you didn't even get to watch the game. Just No, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I had no idea what I what I created. Yeah. So, you know built, built something pretty special. Yeah, I just I just want to treat people well. I just want I just want my biggest thing, I just want everybody to cheer for each other. My last post I did with the kids which I love. I have the speed and agility crew. I call it my speed crew. It's from kindergarten to fourth grade. Nice. Fifth grade. And we do all these fun stuff, a lot of footwork. But I just created a, I just posted a reel of, I was doing this cone drill and these kids were just pumped, cheering for each other. Mm. So cool without me even saying anything, right? And that's all I want. I just want people cheering for each other. I just want, you know, everybody being kind to each other. You know, there's plenty to go around this war. Like, just because I'm sharing your stuff you sent me doesn't mean you're going to take my followers. That's the question I got from a while, a while ago. Someone's like, you share everybody's stuff. Why the f*** not? You know, um, are you not scared you're going to take your followers? Like, those are not my followers. 
I mean, people just follow. Mm -hmm. If my stuff is for you, you follow. If it's not, you won't follow. If your stuff is not for me, I won't follow either. Mm -hmm. So it just so if you if you tag four or six in something fitness or whatever you did, that means you're actually proud of it and you want me to see it. So of course I'm going to share it and hype you up. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the mindset I have with sharing others. Speaking of getting hyped up and overdosing on caffeine, what what's your favorite coffee shop in Missoula? I don't drink coffee, um, but my wife goes to Luskubus and she started this sugar free chai with oat milk. I've been drinking that. Have you? Is it pretty good? It's pretty good. I mean, I don't think it has any caffeine in it, but I don't know. <laughs> but yes, I don't drink coffee. I love the smell of it, but okay. I don't drink coffee. Okay. How about restaurant? Favorite restaurant in Missoula? Oh, yeah. I got um, the sushi joint downtown. Um, Sakatumi. Sakatumi. Yeah. Addicting. Go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's a good one. I, nev I never had sushi before until I met Keisha. Uh -huh. And she's like, you need to try sushi. I'm like, try it. I'm like, I like the rolls. So, yes, I can eat that all uh -huh. the time. What zip code do you live in? 59808. Yeah. Good. 59803 is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, how about in Missoula, what's the weirdest thing about Missoula to you? Like, what's just crazy? Man, that's a tough one. Or something you can't wrap your head around. Oh, I, I got one. Okay. People jumping off Mount Seno and flying in the air with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that one. <laughs> That's awesome. That one, that one blows, yeah. blows your mind. That one blows my mind because I would never do that. Yeah. I just would never do it. You know, even flying sucks for me now. Mm. Like I, I'm the guy that holds on to the seat. And as much as I hate it, I have to fly because that's the only way I can go see my parents. Mm -hmm. Um. So flying, but yeah, those guys up there, I just, dude, this wind can shift right. This wind can shift left. <laughs> awesome. You know, like uh -huh. I, I, I just like, I won't say I like being in control, but I like doing stuff I can control. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really do it. And um, lately, it's I listen to Inky Johnson a lot, mm. and I just want to put this out there, where he talks about. So that's the first thing I see on my Instagram when I wake up is Inky Johnson. Right. Um, I tell these kids all the time, I love social media because it helped me create a brand and help me with my business. And it still does. But you should follow the stuff that inspires you, make you laugh mm -hmm. or feel good about yourself. Right. If the first thing you open on Instagram makes you feel a type of way or it's just always posting this or whatever, you should unfollow that person. If any, your first thing you see on Instagram is negative or doesn't make you feel good, you should not follow it mm -hmm. because it's getting a reaction out of you that you don't want, you yeah. know? So I I wake up, I do a post every morning when I'm pulling to the gym, as you see, yeah. right after I post it, I'll see something from Inky Johnson. Then he talks about uh, how we take everything for granted, right? We're thinking you leaving your house in the morning, you are guaranteed to come back. You know, it's so simple, but we, you don't think about it. Like, who guarantee you that you're going to come back? There's a lot of people in this world that leave, they don't come back. Um, so, like, my drive to the gym, I really cherish and my drive home because I know I'm going to go see my family. And when I get mm -hmm. there, I just really thank God or 
whatever, like that I'm back home. Because yeah, it's not guaranteed. You know, like this whole driving thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I see so many wrecks just driving home. Mm-hmm. And this could be you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. we just flew out of Bozeman to go to uh, Arizona um, Ravens Cardinals game. And that's for whatever reason, every time I drive out of town, it's when we got the biggest snowstorm and just drove through it. And I mean, I got there, my form was sore and I couldn't figure out why because I was holding on so tight. It was sheet of ice. Just driving and the whole time I'm thinking about this stuff, you know, and I have to play cool because my wife is already freaking out. My boys are over there and they know, and you see Rex, you see car drifted all, I mean, every yeah. mile you went, there was cars in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, how are you so calm? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I just I just gotta play it cool. Because if I freak out, then they freak out. You know. Hey, you have last time I walked into or not last time, the multiple times I walk into Lululemon here in the mall. If you walk into that store and look up to the left, there is a giant, <laughs> giant poster of this model. I don't know about model, but uh how how'd you land that? You're you're an ambassador for Lululemon and yeah. is it yeah. It's yeah, that, I mean the last have you seen that, Stephen? No. Can you go in there? I've oh, never he's... been in Lululemon. Yeah. I'll admit it. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. They will own you and your wallet, and it's, it's over. Yeah, it's, but they also. That's awesome. how you got up there. If you buy enough clothes, you get your picture on the wall. Is that? No, I <laughs> didn't even buy clothes. But no, it is the best material you can ever put on your skin. Um, I got, I made the right connection. I I was training Erica. Erica used to be a former track star at the with the with the Grace. Um, she works there. Um, just started training Erica and they followed my Instagram. Erica was a big part of this and shout out to Erica. Um, but yeah, she put in a good word. She just, it used to be a pop-up store in the mall. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of like trying it out and it, it did well. So they're like, you should, they're going to open an actual store. When they do, they look for ambassadors. I had no idea this was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are actually applying for it. People ask me about it all the time. How do I become a dude? I have no idea. I didn't apply. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> um, my name got put out there. Um, I had a couple interviews with the managers, um, and I just I just showed up as me. I didn't know it was a thing. And all of a sudden, they're like, "We want to make you an ambassador." You get a picture on the wall. You get pretty much free clothes. They treat you like a celebrity when you walk in there. I mean, I walk in. All these helpers, they put your name on the door, give um, ambassador. They have you come try clothes on quarter when they get new stuff. Um, they give you clothes all the time. Amazing. I mean, this is a kid that I actually have two childhood pictures. That's all I have. Mm. They didn't take pictures back home. I have two. And um, Lululemon is like, you're going to do a photo shoot. So, you know me. I'm like, let's carry a kettlebell and a um, slam ball, med ball. All the way up the M and go do photo shoot up there. And it was hotter. It was like 90 degrees. Let's do this. You know, that would have been a quicker way down. You could have just jumped off the top of the mountain. Yeah. But yeah, so they did a whole photo shoot. And I, I mean, I have I'm a picture permanent on a wall. That's in amazing. One of the biggest stores ever. But what's cool about Lululemon is they actually really care about the community. So when I had the meeting with the um, managers, um, Rochelle's one of their managers, Haley's one of their managers. But yeah, she 
explain what Lulu's um, about. You know, the first thing people think, oh, clothes are too expensive. But if if you actually get to know them, they're all about the community. They sponsor me to run events for the community. Mm. You know, I did an M hike last year, two years ago, to do a fundraise to go help all the kids back in Ghana. So I went back to Ghana, did a whole charity game. We fed over 100 kids, bought soccer cleats, jerseys, everything soccer. I had five giant suitcases with me. And we just get it all over that way. Lou Lemon sponsored all of it. Mm. You know, um, they sponsored the event. We raised over three grand. Um, but yeah, they just they just want to help you, help your community become a better place. And people don't know that about them. And I, I want to make sure people do know because outside the clothes, outside the awesome store they have, you know, they have really good people that just want to take care of the community. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just lucky to be a part of it. So, yeah. Well, Gabe, we're so blessed to have you in this community and the impact you're making. And I, I love that you want to see people encourage each other and be excited for each other. And uh, Missoula is a better place with you in it. Um, if people want to find more information about you or what you're doing or the the impact you're making, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at, at 406AMCrew on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page, but I don't really use it. Instagram is my main avenue. Uh, I also have a TikTok. Go follow it. Um, but everything 406 you can find on my IG. Um, yeah, if you if you if you need a workout, just come through and come see me. It will blow your mind. This is the biggest thing I always get. It's, it's a shock to the system the first time you come work out with me because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's unique. It's not your basic workout. I'm different, so I wanted to create something that's different. You know, it took me a while to figure that out, but I'm like, do do you and do it as you want. So my stuff is completely different. Mm. And you'll be uncomfortable. Yeah. The first time you work out with me, you will know if this is for you or not. And for the most part, it's been for everybody who's come through. And um, I would never change my style. I just I just love pushing the boundaries. You see my, you see my workouts, I do crazy challenges, you know. Um, another best thing about my Instagram, people tag me in all these crazy challenges to see. If it makes sense, I'll do it. If it doesn't, I won't. Mm-hmm. As of right now, I've done most of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, dude, Gabe, thank you so much for yeah. being here, man. I just appreciate you. And like yeah. Steven said, just your heart for the community of Missoula and people and your story uh, just fascinates me. A guy who had all odds against him and you've overcome and surpassed and creating the same opportunity for the next generation is really cool. So yeah, uh, appreciate you being here. No, uh, thank you guys. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I want to say one thing, though. This is yeah. something that's been on my heart, and yeah. I just wrote a letter about it. Um, I'm involved with the soccer community in Missoula, obviously. Uh, Chris, I've coached for FC. I've coached for Strikers. I've coached for Surf now, a new club in town. Surf, um, Strikers and FC just merged, so now there's two clubs. Um, I train all the kids from every single club. They all come to the same gym. They all come see 406. Um, I'm just trying to bridge a gap where all our clubs can coexist. Um, Ideally, we started this for the kids, right? Um, And 
lately it hasn't been about the kids. I'm putting this out there because I want that this letter I wrote to go to every single soccer parent in Missoula because there's too many negativity with the clubs. And adult parents, coaches can help bridge this gap where we can coexist because we're teaching these kids to not like each other because they play for different clubs. Mm -hmm. That's not what we Creating want. division. Yes. We want to come together. We want to teach these kids. I guess what we're all one. Mm -hmm. That we have so many talented kids in Missoula. We don't even have to travel out of, out of state to go play soccer. We can coexist and play each other in Missoula. Our kids would thrive. You know, so I don't have it all figured out, but I think if we just start doing that, you know, our soccer clubs will be a better place. It's in a good place right now, but we can even make it even better. Um, so I just, I'm just begging all the adults involved that we can actually come together and make this happen. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, well said. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Awesome. But yeah, thank you guys for the platform. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yes, for sure.